I asked some of the top choir directors in our field this question. What are one or two rehearsal concepts or techniques that you have found to be invaluable in your teaching? Well, the feedback was amazing. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you five of those rehearsal tips, as well as a way that you can get a document that has all of the different responses that I received. Let's get into it. Here we go. Welcome, 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 my friends, to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I am your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining us for this episode. Well, as I mentioned in the intro, I asked this question to some of the top choir directors, most well-respected choir directors in our field. And the question was this, what are one or two rehearsal concepts or techniques that you have found to be invaluable in your teaching? And I got this idea from one of the conferences that I attended where it had all these fantastic people that were doing sessions and workshops. And it occurred to me, it's really a shame that more people couldn't attend all of these different sessions and workshops because it was such great information. And then I got the idea, well, what if I contacted some of these people in our field and see if they would sort of contribute to uh, sort of a living, breathing document that I could then share with others and getting some of their ideas as far as rehearsal techniques and what are some of the things that they teach their own students because most of these folks are at the university college level where they are teaching future choir directors. What are the things that they are emphasizing then to their own students, right? So I contacted dozens of well-known, well-respected choir directors in our field, and I asked them that question, and the feedback was amazing. And so in today's episode, I'm going to share with you five of those rehearsal tips, but then I'm also at the end of the episode going to share with you how you can get a PDF that has all of the different responses that I received, as well as a short little discussion on each of these rehearsal tips, each of these rehearsal strategies. All right, so let's get into it. So the very first rehearsal tip is from Dr. Amy Beckman Collier, who is longtime choir director here in Iowa at Drake University. And so one of her rehearsal tips was this. Accurate rhythm is the foundation of expressivity. I'll say that again. Accurate rhythm is the foundation of expressivity. So I really connected with this comment because you know, you're working with uh, your choir on a piece of music, and when there are all sorts of different mistakes, it's really hard to focus on being expressive, right, if things aren't just accurate first. I've said to my singers, you know, I love pizza. And so imagine, you know, someone puts in front of me this delicious Chicago style pizza. It's like a beautiful piece of music, right? But then I start to cut into the pizza and I realize that there's 
anchovies on it. Now, I don't like anchovies. If you like anchovies, you'll pick an, <laughs> pick an ingredient that you really don't like, right? So I'm at this beautiful pizza, but then it has these anchovies on it, and it just kind of ruins the experience, and it distracts from everything else, right? Same thing with singing a beautiful piece of music. It's just, you know, wonderful, but then all these little mistakes, and it really distracts from the beauty of the music, the beauty of the experience, and it really sort of uh, restricts you as far as being expressive because you've got to uh, sort of make all these fixes first before you can get any further with this expressiveness. And so I really connected with this comment from uh, Dr. Amy Beckman Collier. And so some of the things that you might try if you're struggling with uh, rhythm accuracy, you know, working with count singing or working with takadimi, you know, you can work those skills outside of a piece of music, but then you can bring those techniques into a piece of music as well. So it's not just during the sight reading part of your rehearsal, but can you take that and apply that with the repertoire that you're working on? And if you're doing that, you can really strengthen the rhythm of the ensemble. And then once you do that, then there's no limiting the expressivity, right? Because then you can start to stretch tempo back and forth, right? Um, and start really working with phrasing inside the middle of these musical phrases once that rhythm is locked in. So that was just one of the great comments, the rehearsal tips from Dr. Amy Beckman Collier. So our second tip comes from Dr. Jeffrey Bors, who is out at the University of Washington. And his tip is in regards to teaching vocal technique. And here's what he says about that. Always teach the individuals within the ensemble rather than merely address what we would call choral tone. And this was a great reminder for me that for many of our singers, we will be the only voice teacher they have. And so it's so important for us to address vocal technique. It's not enough for us to just sort of, uh, you know, talk about concepts of choral tone with the ensemble as a whole. We need to really dig in to the vocal technique with each individual singer. And once you do that, that is really going to... Uh, improve the tone of the ensemble as a whole, right? Sometimes we won't, don't want to take the time to address these individual uh, technique issues. But when you do that, not only are you improving that individual singer and you're empowering them, but you're also then going to improve the tone of the ensemble. And there are a lot of things right now being in the midst of a pandemic that we can't do. But what we can do is focus on individual skills of our singers. So whether that's meeting one-on-one -on -one over a Zoom and talking about concepts of vocal technique, or maybe that's we introduce a unit on vocal technique and give that 
as content to our singers. So then once we are able to come back together in person, you've already discussed some of those aspects of vocal technique. And so they already have those as sort of background information. And so then you can start to build on that once we are then all together in person, right? So important to address uh, individual vocal technique and not just talking about the tone of the ensemble. So that was a great tip from Dr. Jeffrey Bors. Our third tip comes from Dr. Edie Copley at Northern Arizona University. And Dr. Copley gave multiple great tips, but the one I'm sharing with you today is this. Consonants are always sung slightly ahead of the beat. Vowels are always on the beat. Now, this was a concept I was familiar with because it's something that Weston Noble at Luther College would talk about quite frequently in that if we want everything to really line up, we need to think about where those vowels are happening and where are those consonants happening. If the consonants are on the beat, they're too late. And this gets into uh, the idea of rhythm accuracy and the expressivity that we talked about earlier, right? And so some of the things that you can do with your ensemble, I will have my singers sing just on vowels. And as they're doing this, if they can do some sort of kinesthetic where it's just even tapping their leg, but not tapping the beat, but tapping the subdivision, so they can feel that subdivided beat and then have them sing what you're working on just the vowels so they can really get a sense of those vowels happening directly on the beat and then once they have sort of an understanding of that feeling I will have them put an N in front of each vowel so they don't have to think too hard about the consonants they know it's always going to be an N right and also that N happens here at the tip of the teeth too and so it's uh, sort of an easy consonant where they can get into every vowel and bring those vowel sounds forward as they're doing this but again having those vowels on the beat so that N happens directly before the beat and then once they have that feeling then you can start to bring in the actual consonants of the text and that's sort of the third step and getting them again into this feeling where all of those consonants coming before the beat. And this is something that even Robert Shaw talked about uh, with his rhythmical accuracy, getting into rhythm and getting into vowels and consonants. He would spend many, many rehearsals and not getting into text, right? Getting into pitch and rhythm first and then getting into the idea of text because there are so many pitfalls once we uh, add that text, right? And so this is a way of sort of combating one of those pitfalls is getting those vowels lined up so they all have that sense of being on the beat. So a great tip from Dr. Edie Copley out at Northern Arizona University. Before our last two tips, a quick word from our sponsor. Are you looking for a choir activity that will work both virtually and in person? An activity that will build the soulfish skills of your singers? Well, the choir room is lava. Soulfish version is just what you are looking for. Many of us played the floor is lava game growing up, and now that game is a fun, engaging activity for your choir. The game can be played as part of virtual learning or played in person while projecting your screen. 
or you can even print off all the materials and play it like an old school board game. You even get PDF instructions and a video tutorial on how to play the game. For more information and to get your copy of the game, head on over to choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash the choir room is lava. And that link will also be down in the show notes. And remember, watch your step because the choir room is lava. So our fourth rehearsal strategy is from John Bion out at Riverside City College. Here's what he had to say. My biggest concept for singers is to move. Being a vocal performance major, we were always taught to release the tension and sing freely. No other singers in this world will stand still when performing. Opera, rock, jazz, country, musical theater, pop, they all move. So why do choral singers stand still? We're singers also. So what are some ways that we can incorporate physical movement into our rehearsals? Well, number one, warm-ups are a great way to incorporate some physical movement, some kinesthetic gestures as you're going through some warm-ups. And those can all sort of relate to whatever vocal technique concept that you are working on, right? I actually have a resource, 50 awesome warm-ups for your choir. Many of those warm-ups uh, include kinesthetic movement. And many, again, many of these warm-ups are related to concepts of vocal technique. So I'm going to put a link down in the show notes where you can get that resource. So warm-ups, that's one way. Another way is just building physical movement into your rehearsals. One activity that I've done with my singers is to clear all of the chairs, all of the risers out of the room so there's plenty of room to move. And I have the singers, as they are singing, they are moving about the room and sort of imitating the style of the music, the phrasing, the flow of the music with their movement. So that can be as basic as, you know, stepping in time to almost an interpretive dance, right? They get an opportunity to really use their creativity. But I say, you know, the still the, the main focus is their singing. So they can't be too silly. If they get too out of hand, then uh, then their, their singing suffers. So the singing is the most important part. But showing with their body, giving them an opportunity to be creative in that way. And sort of, again, relating the kinesthetic to what they are doing. That's another way of building physical movement into your rehearsal. And by doing that, you're also helping to get rid of any sort of tension that might be inhibiting the singer, right? So there's a vocal technique reason for this as well. So another great tip. And finally, last but not least, number five, our fifth rehearsal strategy is from Dr. Jonathan Talberg out at the Bob Cole Conservatory of Music at California State University. So the tip from him that I'm sharing today is this, have open discussions about poetry, text, and words with the ensembles. And so he talks quite a bit about how those discussions in his rehearsals really affects the singing of his ensemble. And I've had many of the same discussions with my singers as well. And, you know, talking about what does this text, what do you think this text means? 
uh, how do you relate to this uh, specific text? You know, even getting into specific words, like why do you think uh, the poet chose this word or that word? And then how has the composer then tried to bring that specific word, that specific moment to life? And, you know, approaching it this way, too, it's like we don't all have to have the same ideas about what uh, a text, the, the musical setting of the text means or what even what the composer is uh, trying to communicate. We don't have to have the same ideas, but it's important for our singers to have some sort of idea about what it means to them. They can't just be singing passively through a piece of music and not have any sort of connection to what that music is meaning. They can, but it certainly doesn't have the impact when you've got all of your singers and ensemble connecting to the meaning of that piece. That's going to show up in their singing, in the energy, into the enthusiasm. That's going to show even up in the tone of the ensemble. So it doesn't matter if you have the same idea, but it's so important that your singers have an idea of what that text means to them, what they think the story is that you are trying to communicate. And one of the ways I do that is through an activity I call the poetry perusal. <laughs> it's not really a perusal, but you know, it, it the, the P, right? Yeah, p -p poetry perusal. And so having uh, my students read through uh, a text you know, usually it's it's a piece that, you know, if I'm giving them a, a new piece to work on, uh, I will use this as an introduction. I will just give them the text just by itself. And I'll say, read through this text and talk to me about what you think this poem, this story means. You know, what are some ways that it, it, it uh, that you can relate to this text? Talking about imagery, like if this uh poem, if this uh, text were uh, a movie, tell me about the movie in your mind, right? And what that would look like. And so getting into some activities uh, where really making your singers think about uh, text and what is that meaning and how can we then communicate that in our singing? How has the composer then tried to communicate that through that specific piece of music? So a wonderful tip from Dr. Jonathan Talberg. Well, those are the five rehearsal strategies from top teachers that I wanted to share with you today. But if you would like to see all of the responses from all the different choir directors that responded to this question, I have a resource for you. And again, it's going to be down in the rehearsal notes. But if you go to choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash rehearsal tips, right? Choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash rehearsal tips. You can go directly to that webpage, sign up, and that PDF resource, yeah, Master Teachers Rehearsal Strategies. That PDF is going to come right to you in your inbox. So I hope that you find it helpful. I hope uh, you get some ideas for your choir rehearsals moving forward.
And if you've got questions about rehearsal strategies, or if you'd like to talk about a challenge you're having in your rehearsal and what strategies you might use, just send me an email, matt at choirdirectorcorner.com. And I would love to talk to you about it. Well, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And if you'd be so kind, please leave the podcast a review. That's going to help me get the word out to more of our choir director colleagues. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. Don't forget to check us out over on Facebook at www.choirdirectorcornergroup.com.